you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. We just want to welcome you all. God bless you richly. And those that have joined with us online, we just want to say God be with you and bless you. And may you feel his presence near you. Amen. We're here to hear from God this morning. Hallelujah. Let's sing this together. Down from his
There was a mighty gulf that we could not span, but you came to us, Lord. And you stood in the gap for us, Lord Jesus, that we could once again be joined in fellowship and in communion and worship and adoration and, oh God, in that invisible union, Lord Jesus, we could be connected to you, oh God. How we thank you, Father, for your grace to us, Lord, for your mercy, for your great hand that you reached down for us, Lord. Oh, and you picked us up, brought us unto yourself, oh God. We bless your name, Lord. You came down from glory, the ever-living story. My God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name, God. We worship you this morning, Lord. We magnify you. We welcome you. Oh, we hunger and thirst for you, O oh God, the living God, living amongst us, living in your people, O oh God. Oh, God, being made flesh once again by the living word, manifested in our lives, O oh God, Spirit of God, move. Write your word on our hearts, O oh God, live in us, Father, we pray. And we worship you, Lord, and we give you all the glory, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Just worship Him, saints. Make Him welcome with our worship and our adoration, for He dwells in the praise of His people. Oh, God, we bless Your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, oh God. We have a couple prayer requests I'd just like to read and make known unto you. I have one here from Sister Atasha who asked that we would remember her friends. Andrew and Penny. Andrew is suffering with memory loss and Penny has brain cancer and she's going in for surgery tomorrow. So we just want to remember that. And, and also her nephew has, a, has an eye tumor. Brother Nathan Haynes was uh, taken to see the doctor this morning. Um, he had an aller allergic reaction. So we just want to remember Brother Nathan Haynes in prayer. Sister uh, Sylvia Naltonsmeyer, who used to be assembled with us here. I think she's in Florida now. She just called in and requested prayer. And I believe that's... Uh, Brother Sterling just wants to... Uh, Give thanks for the prayers for his mom. God's desire to bring her home was greater than my desire to see her. We will meet her again in our heavenly places one day. And he's just asking and may through the passing her children be brought closer together. Amen. We'll just remember that in prayer as well. If brothers want to come and forward and take the offering. Brother Mike Ray, I'm just going to ask you to come and welcome you back. And 
come and take this to the throne of grace this morning. I love this song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, Lord. Lord, I thought about those in scriptures as we sang the song, those that, Lord, when they turned their eyes upon Jesus, Lord, their world completely changed. I thought about the little ill woman of ill repute, Lord, as she knelt at your feet and washed your feet with her tears. But, Lord, when you said that her sins were forgiven, she could look and she turned her eyes to Jesus, Lord, and peace that passes all understanding, I'm sure, flooded over her soul. I, I thought of Zacchaeus, Lord, in all of his troubles of his own life, but, Lord, he's turned his eyes. He scrambled into a little tree, but, Lord, you walked by his way. Lord, it's a song we sang, he came to me, and you walked down that pathway, and, Lord, you turned your eyes, Lord, up to him, and he looked upon you, and all of his troubles, Lord, passed that day because he says, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today and Lord all things change when Jesus comes Lord Jesus would we this morning Lord there's many here that might have a trouble in their soul a trouble in their spirit Lord wherever they may be maybe they're full of Lord they're a sinner and they're far from Jesus but may oh God we turn our eyes upon you this morning Lord we can look full in your wonderful face oh God that the things of this world Lord let it just fade away the song says may it grow strangely dim. Lord, may it just go blackness away. May our hearts, our faces, Lord, turn completely away from the things of this world. Lord, that we can look full in your face this morning. That, Lord, your desire is to do, Lord, great things for your people, to manifest yourself to us. Oh, God, that we could reflect you. So, Lord, may our eyes and our hearts be so turned on the word this morning. Lord, that everything fades away. That the sinner can be saved. That the sick can be healed. Lord, we don't serve a weak God. We serve a mighty God. A God mighty in battle. Lord, just even seeing what you're doing for our brother EBA and the battle that's being won, Lord, in his life and in his body. Lord, we give you glory this morning. We give you praise for your do it today, Lord. Lord, we, do, we want you to know that we're thankful, that our hearts are full of thanksgiving and gratefulness for when we pray and, and our hearts are burdened. And Lord, we need you to move on the scene. And Lord, we're just weighed down, Lord, with the, with, the, 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 with the trouble and the situation. But then you come on the scene, Lord. And Lord, you answer a prayer. You bring a word for our day, for our moment, for our circumstance. And then we stand here and we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory for that, Lord. We give you the honor. It's nothing that we have done. It's nothing that we deserve. But you alone deserve the glory. Lord, would Jesus, would you accept it this morning? Would you receive it from our hearts? Lord, continue to move on Brother EBA's situation. Bring back his sight, oh God. Restore him his full faculty of eyesight, Lord. Lord, move on that mind of his. Lord, let loose the cells that are needed to bring the nerve back to full function. Lord, we, we rebuke that demon that would try to put a stranglehold on that optic nerve. Satan, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name and loose that nerve in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, Sister Atasha has many needs on her heart. Lord, family members, Lord, different ones have, have a tumor as well and different ones in need, oh God. 
Lord, you are Al-Gabur. You are the mighty one. There is nothing too hard for you. Lord, man would look at these situations and say, oh my, that's so beyond us, but it's not beyond our God. It is beyond our physicians in time. It is beyond, Lord, our capabilities, but it's never, never beyond you, Lord. So undertake in Sister Atasha's needs, Lord. Lord, take Brother Nathan in your hand as he's at a hospital this morning. Lord, an allergic reaction. Lord, our his body may be, Lord, responding in a different way. Lord, may you be the supernatural antihistamine. Would you go into his little body? Let him know that the prayers of our people were lifting him up. He's been here as a faithful brother. Brother Nathan sitting in his spot. Lord, he's missed today. But Lord, for your purpose and for your glory, Go to that hospital room now, Lord, and touch him. May it bring everything back into order. Lord, we will give you the glory and the honor. Lord, take control this morning. We desire you to move, Lord. You've been moving in such special ways over these past months. But Lord, our heart cries, Lord, as a song said, more of you. More of you is all I desire, Lord. We have an insatiable, an unquenchable thirst for the things of God, for the word and only the word can, Lord, fill our hungry hearts and our needs, Lord. So speak directly today. We pray and we commit this whole day, Lord. Take it, use it, Lord. There's no time constraints. Lord, we've come to worship you today. This is your day. And so we dedicate it to you. Take the offering, Lord, and that which the people would give, Lord, and may you use it for your kingdom. And Lord, may you bless the giver and the service now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Bless you. You can have your seats this morning. Thank you, Brother Mike. Amen. God hears and answers prayer. Amen. Praise God. We've got a couple of specials this morning. The Rosvidzo family and uh, Brother Andrew and the trio. And um, I'm going to sing I Believe the True Report. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Just before they come. Um, we want to welcome a co-worker of Sister Margaret's that's sitting here beside her. Just want to welcome you this morning. And uh, testimony from Sister Grace Beatty. She just wants to thank the Lord. Her brother Paul went for his six-month checkup, and he's still cancer-free. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I believe the true report. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I have passed the honor report. Oh, glory be to God. I am all on Jesus' side. On the altar of sanctified. To the world and sin I die.
God bless you. Good morning, friends. We're just here to testify in song this morning. Really, it was uh, my daughters were practicing one of the days, and I heard the words of the song, and we thought we'd join them to declare as a testimony as a family. So we thought, why not testify with the family of God? So may God wish you bless you this morning. Amen.
one thing I found God is working now trio when you come and get ready to sing your special we just really thank brother ray and the family for their wonderful song this morning god bless you so much god is working now amen sometimes it looks like there's nothing happening but we know that god is working he's got it all in control our hope lays in him and him alone hallelujah amen
I searched until I found you, and I do it all again. Now she's talking to her father in a house that was once a home. She said, my bills are coming due, Lord, at six days is not that long. She hears a voice so soft and low. He said, I've moved like that before, and I'll do this little thing. Oh, and I'll give you so much more. time God. Amen. He will never fail. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Maybe we can just stand together and we're going to sing that song, Worship, Simply Worship. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Start with the first verse, please. God, not reject your prayer. Praying makes you Happy, just 
Hallelujah. Just wait and see what God will do. You'll do exceedingly and abundantly, Lord, more than we would even ask or think. You're a miracle working God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Worthy. Worthy. Worthy, Lord Jesus. Father, as we approach now the Word of God, we are asking that the Lamb will come forth. We're asking that the Holy One, the one that heaven worships, would come amongst the people, Lord, not because we're here as on a Sunday morning, because these are the sons and daughters of God that have been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. So, Father, we ask that your grace will minister to every heart, every life, every soul. Challenge us, Lord, to come a little higher. To lift up our hearts to say, Lord, whatever you would like to do, we're willing to go to the potter's house this morning. Put us on the great wheel of God and take the hands of love. Fashion us, Lord, into the likeness and beauty of Christ. We want to worship you, Lord. Bless your children as we go to the word of God and feed our souls. Treacherous times we're living in. But we're surrounded, Lord, by the fetters and feathers 
of love. Lord, Brother Tim Dodd will be traveling home from Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Pray that you will minister to his spirit and soul. Give out. He's given much. Pour back, Lord. Father, I commit the service to you now and ask God that you'll take the words that we read and the words that will be spoken. May it be unctioned by the Spirit of God and not by the Spirit of man. Be glorified now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord. It's just, just, that's what I live for. This is what I live for. I put in time out there, but this is what I live for. Amen. We want to thank the brothers that worked so very hard yesterday. I think they were going to put a picture up. I don't know if that's there. But that looks a lot different, doesn't it? The cedar room, that's the floor. They all changed. They worked hard. They tore up carpets. They put down new vinyl for, their, for, for us. Amen. To be more comfortable. And so they'll be having another... Work be next weekend, and of course, the brothers that are skilled workers are, are much needed. And those that would just like to be there and help clean around and get ready for this year, this year, the different camps will be coming in. And then, of course, we'll be having our summer camp. Brother Wayne Lawson will be our guest speaker. So we're looking for a wonderful time at our summer camp. Amen. Well, we're going to have a family prayer meeting. I don't know if that was announced or not, but we're having a, a family prayer meeting tomorrow, Monday night. We've been wanting to have that. We've been having a blessed time. And I thank God for the faithful brother, and I think we're going on almost a year, John. Is that about right? Powerful. Changed her church. Be a part of it tomorrow night. Love to have you. Don't be bashful. There'll be, be enough brothers there that will might not won't make you feel too bashful. Storm heaven. Let's God move, which He's been moving so wonderfully amongst us. So you're invited tomorrow night at eight o'clock in the fellowship room. And without any further delay. Let's please turn in our scripture. Oh my, where we go and how we stop, where we stop, only God knows. So I like to read uh, Genesis chapter 15. Please help the preacher this morning, okay? Help the preacher. God help us all. Speak to our hearts. The Bible says here in Genesis chapter 15, we'll look at verse 9. God speaking now, he said, Take unto him, take me a heifer three years old, and a she goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece, one against the other. But the birds he divided not. 
And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation with whom they serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark. And behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between these pieces. And in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Canaanites and the Khazarites and the Cadmonite and the Hittite, Perizzite and the Rephrams and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Gergeshites and the Jebusites. Have we got any Baptites, Mennonites? I don't know how many heights we can put in there. But God has given us the land. May he add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. I wanted that to stay lodged in your mind because I would like to continue. He thinketh on me part three with a fourth subject. He has anointed us under the everlasting covenant. He thinketh of me and he's anointed us under the everlasting covenant. I want to keep in mind as, we, as we'll just start to lay a foundation for many that are visiting or those that have not walked with God, the Lord that long, I'd like just to focus down to why we're here right now, not just this the beginning part, is because we have been called, and God forbid that we just make this a church. I just come to church. We have been called to a rapture. And this is a rapture call. So I, I know we can be in a form where Sunday morning we come to church, that's what we do. We come on Wednesday nights, that's what we do. But we want to stay channeled to the realization that this is the end of the ages. This is the end of now time. People might not think so, but we've had a vindicated prophet who has told us that we are here at this time. Amen. And we took out of Psalms last service, Psalms 27, which is the rapture text. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me upon a rock. What is then David saying? 
What's David saying? David is saying that all his confidence and hope and security depends upon Christ, the Lord. That's it. It's not on a person. It's not on ability. It's not because you're born into a family. It has nothing to do with that. It's all to do with the grace of God. And he calls us individually. And he speaks to us personally. And we get born again by the word of God. The incorruptible seed of God. Important. Just wait and see. There's going to be a rapture. But you must be born again. Born by the word. Washed by the word. Cleansed by the word. What's David saying? He says, all my confidence. I have no confidence in myself. I don't have confidence in Israel. I don't have confidence in anything. My confidence is in Christ. Period. It wasn't David and Goliath. It was the God that was behind his stone that killed Goliath, as we heard on Wednesday. Anytime the Spirit of God moved, whether it be upon Gideon, it wasn't Gideon. It was the Spirit of God in Gideon. Brother Bram said it's not a holy people. It's a holy God in a people. And God sent down a message in this hour through Malachi 4 to let you know there's a God living in a people again. And so you can't put your trust in your own flesh. You have to put your trust in the God that dwells in your flesh. Is everybody okay with this? School and learning is fine, as the prophet said. Education is fine. But don't lean on education. You lean on God. As we get older, we learn more, they say. And sometimes I wonder whether I learned anything. Because the older I get, the less I know. And you won't know that until you get my age. As we started this little series on Psalms 40 and verse 17, it said, but I am poor and I'm needy. Yet the Lord thinketh on me. So we're making this personally down to your address, Sister Violet, this morning. The Lord thinketh on me. And I want to be thinking on him. The Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Poor does not mean poor in money. It means devoid of spiritual arrogance. Hmm. In Laodicea, that's an important point. Because man lifts himself up so readily. Look what I know. Look what I've done. Look what I can do. David realized it was a king. He had a kingdom. He had power. He had substance. He had more than all of us put together. And yet he knew he was poor and needy. Sometimes I think that we need to realize that within ourselves that we are indeed blessed are the poor for such is the kingdom of heaven. 
And that was part two. So if you wouldn't mind, turn with me, Psalms 91, verse 1. Psalms 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Can I say here an amen this morning? How many times has God led us away from the snare of the fowler, the trap of the devil? God has watched over us. He thinketh on us. And from the noisome pestilence, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. And the church of the living God said, Amen. Amen. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that uh, flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction of that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Can I hear amen? This is your scripture. This is your Bible. This is God telling you, your safety is in him. Though a thousand fall on the left side, ten thousand on the right side, it shall not come nigh thee. It won't, so now let me give you another interpretation. It won't come nigh thee. Let's say it won't come near you. It will not harm you. It will not overcome you. The evil shall not touch you. We might as well rejoice. Because the omnipotence of God has come down today to watch over a people. This bride does not fall. We know that. Christ the mystery God revealed. This bride doesn't fail. Satan will try, but it can't come near you. He's put a wall of fire around you. Come on. We'll go through trials, but I just want to tell you something right now. The Boohoo Club is in the parking lot. The trials is for your perfecting. The trial is for your character making. The trial is so that you can reign with him on his throne. Come on, mature people. The Boohoo Club. There is no Boohoo. This is a this is a church of the redeemed. And she knows who she is. Brother Bram said in conflict between God and man, when the all-out warfare comes, ooh, here we go. (laughs) Some of you are looking at me already cross-eyed. 
Is there going to be a warfare? What do you think you've been fighting for the last 20 some odd years? You're not in a bar, strip club. You're not on a golf course this morning. You're not playing tennis. Come on. You're here. Satan would love to make opportunities for you not to be here and every reason for you not to be here. Some people don't even come. Brother Bram used to say because of a Wednesday night show called I Love Susie, which we know was Lucy. They made excuses. They, they have their part, but that's not. We, we have moved so far from that. So now, Brother Bram says, conflict between God and Satan. When the all-out warfare comes and the battle set in array, then there's only one real soldier God can use, a Christian soldier. And that's, thus saith the Lord. Are you a soldier? Then a soldier has been trained. He polishes his shoes. He looks sharp. And the more and more as time goes on, people are looking unsharp. Ooh, that's a Wednesday night service. The army wants you sharp. He wants you disciplined. But when the sergeant says, stand, you stand. When he says, turn, you turn. I say, I don't want to. Are you kidding? You know what that sergeant will do? He will get in your face. And you can't have a boo-hoo party because you're trapped. You can't leave or you go into prison. Oh, um. <laughs> So when the sergeant says, turn around, about face, you've been trained by your actions. And in this training of this word, we know how to dress, sisters, brothers, we know how to act. And, you know, people say, the preacher's too strong. Have you ever seen a war movie where the sergeant is literally this far away and screaming? You have never had that. You've at least had 30 feet. And they do it because they, they've got a commitment to their service. And we do it because we have a commitment to our service. But Brother Bram says, we're in all, Sister Judith, lovely to see you. God bless you. We have the realization that this is a warfare to the end. It's not the first day you commit yourself to Christ. It's not the first month or first year or 10 years or 20 or 30 or 40 years. It's a fight to the finish. So Brother Brown said it's an all-out warfare. It's all out. Now you're set in array, and there's only one thing a real Christian soldier can use. A real Christian soldier can use the word, thus saith the Lord. Now, throughout the ages, 
You could have a Martin Luther, and he, it was a Reformation movement, and they say, well, he was a wonderful man, and indeed he was. He was a messenger. He was a star in the hand of God, and he could say Wesley was too. But in this generation, God sent a vessel, Malachi 4, a prophet, so that God could step in a prophet and speak to you and give you what is needed in this great showdown. And that is, thus saith the Lord. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why when we walk into a room of Brother EBA, we deny it. Doctors came in and said, this is going to be this and this is going to... I said to Brother EBA, are you going to take that box of snakes? Never. My God said, ask. We're in a warfare. I look at Brother Henry. I don't care how weak he might look. I look at in his weakness. Then we're made strong. It's not in the strength of ourselves, but it's in the strength of Almighty God. We go into warfare. We have thus saith the Lord. And now parents, as you have children, and we have young ones growing up to be adults, And if God should tarry, we'll have children. You will have a time when you're going to need this quote. When Satan tries to attack your son, you can say to the devil, whether it's an ironing board or whether it's the washing dishes, you can say to him, Satan, you can't have my son. You can't have my daughter. Why? I'm dressed in the dress wear of God under a five-fold ministry of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. God's dress wear. Yes, sir, a real Christian soldier goes into battle with thus saith the Lord. Walk right out there, meet the enemy, with the assurance that nothing, nothing is going to defeat you. Now he goes, and now he goes, a thousand may fall at your right hand, 10,000 on your left hand. Who cares? Who cares? I am not going to be moved. It will not come nigh thee. Just remember... God has made this covenant. Just remember, it's God making a covenant to you. We want to get into this covenant. Just remember, God makes this statement and he gives it to his children and it's the best you'll ever get. Brother, sister, It's scary time. Watch the things that's prophesied. Watch the things that happen. Watch all the prophecies being fulfilled and see what all this is about. It's God confirming his word exactly. The rock is smitten, friends. Flee to it as quick as you can. Prophecy is vindicating the day we're living in. You can leave this room. You can put on your Netflix you can put on whatever garbage you want to watch, and you try and escape in an escape realm. 
But that realm is going to send you to hell. There's another vision that came in this day under Revelation 10:7, And you get into that vision and you're going to go into heaven. Just remember the church of this USA led by a witch dancing to rock and roll was going to hell. But when God showed the prophet the second vision, the Alpha Church is the, the, the mega church. And there she was not marching to hell, Brother Joe. She was marching to heaven. That's my vision. That's where I'm at. That's my covenant promise. I'm living under an everlasting covenant promise. Not made by man, but made by God. Remember, Revelation 3, 19 is what we've been living in. Unto the angel of the church of Laodicea. And it goes on in Revelation, as many as I love. And people don't like this, but the believer loves this. I think it was Brother Charlie Drake. Sister Eleanor was here, Brother Richard is, his daddy, used to say at the log church, ouch, but my, that feels good. But all as we go on, it's ouch, how dare you? Who does he think he, I don't think I'm anything. But I know what the Bible says, as many as I love, I rebuke. And chasten, be zealous therefore, and... Repent, not run away. Oh, you're my feelings. I don't come to church anymore. Grow up. We're going in a rapture. Jesus knew exactly what he's doing. The bride knows exactly what she's doing. She's walking in beat to the great composer. How many have been in a band before? I got one hand. Don't you know everybody? You know, I know I get, I get this half-baked hand raised. But, you, you know, it's, it's not a sin to be in a band. Who has been in a, a school band before? Okay, of those hands. Okay, that's quite a few. Huh? How many didn't have a clue what they were doing in the band? Thank you, David. That's you and me. One, two, three, Johnny. Yes. Four, I got Margaret. Five, I got Julie. Huh? And Brother Ken, I mean, Brother Ken is, you know, he's musical. He's all that and everything. Joanne, all that, the whole thing. Me, I had this bass saxophone and my notes would be boom 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 but once i did the second mm, i didn't know where the third and the fourth was going but the but the conductor come on the conductor knows what each musical instrument is to play that's his gift and if you're not playing, he takes the baton and goes, click, 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 click. Tom, pay attention. We're on the third stanza already. What are you doing on the first? But nobody else has been there. Have you, America? I'm playing along and you don't even know what you're doing. You know, you're moving even the fingers. <laughs> moving fingers. F faking it but they know it you can't fake this either 
Come on, say with me. You cannot fake this message. No, sir, you can't fake this word. We are either the word or we're not the word. And the great composer, he knows. And this morning, he might be clicking it. He might be hitting it. Said, you're not in the music sheet. Get in the music sheet. We're going in the rapture. Hallelujah. Yes, scary times, scary times. But we've got a conductor, the great conductor of Malachi 4. But the one that wrote this music sheet was the one that stepped in the conductor. And he knows whether or not you're playing according to the beat of the music. And I say, church of the living God, we're in a warfare. One might follow a thousand on the left, with ten thousand on the right. But it won't come by you. That's why we're standing together. As many as I love, I rebuke, so therefore repent. There was no other way to get back to God, but it's to repent. What's so hard about it? Just repent. Lord, I failed you. Forgive me. How many times have I asked, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me in my attitude, forgive me. Of how I said it, Lord, forgive me. As kids, don't want to say sorry. We've become children of the, this age that says that I don't want to repent. Brother Bram said, how can I overcome? He said, we see the age we're living in. It's one of the grandest ages of all ages. Grand. The latest in church age is the grandest of all church ages. Because it's the ending of time and the blending of eternity. It's the greatest sinful age. It's more sin in this age than there ever has been. The powers of Satan, many times harder to fight against than in any age. This is the great Age of deception. Now, what is he doing, saints? I want to come to this point here. What is he doing? He's warning us. Warning. This is the great age of deception. When Christ said so, there will be two spirits would be so close in the last day, it will deceive the very elect if it were possible. See? Remember, Christ spoke of an elected people for the last day. You might as well say, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. And Satan, you cannot deceive me. You might as well say it. Let it be your confession. You're not going to deceive me. I am not going to hell. I'm going in a rapture. I'm not going in a tribulation. I'm going in a rapture. He thinketh on me. He sent me Malachi 4. He thinks of Tom Ray. Put your name there. Put your name there. Because I'm telling you what. What you see, are you're getting a taste of hell right now. You're getting a taste of hell just living in this world right now. Hell has opened its borders, and you are starting to see what hell would be like. 
storming the streets, burning cars, taking windows, destroying establishments. Women and women have worked so hard to do. And they say, oh, let them express themselves. What deception. Seattle, Oregon, Washington, all the way through the states. It's pandemonium. It's insanity. Don't get lulled to sleep. You're living in it. But we're not a part of it. We're a part of this word. And this word said, I will be raptured. Hallelujah. Greatest days of deception. Now listen. Two spirits will be so close in the last days, it will deceive the very elect. If it were possible, see? Christ spoke of an elected people. I'm one of them. It would deceive the very elect if it were possible. So close. The people so live clean, holy life, not sinful, not adulterers, not drinkers, not liars, not gamblers. They can live above all that and not with it. Well, you say, I'm pretty good. Your goodness does not come from you. Do you understand what I just read? Some, some of you maybe not have read that before, but I've read it, I'm sure, numbers and numerous of times over the years. So close. The people can live clean, holy life, not be sinful, not be an adulterer, not be a drinker, not be a gambler, not be a liar. They can live above all that and still not with it. That's close. Is that close? That's pretty close. Not pretty close. It's very close. Think they're in it and they're not in it. Because, listen, saints, I'm just going to, Lord willing, get into this part. God sent a warning to us. It's a warning. For we are all flesh, just like grass. There's no good in none of us. The only thing good about us is what part of God that is in us. So get into Christ. Get Christ in your heart. That's right. That's real. Christ, the Holy Spirit, it's the same thing. Get the Holy Spirit. Get Christ. Get the anointed one. Get the Holy Spirit that's anointing you. And you and that one, see, are now anointed. Christ is in you, anointing you for battle. Brother Bram said in the Easter seal, how dare we socialize that and put it into an organization? Hmm. If I asked everybody that said, that says amen and hallelujah, glory to God, and stick up your hands, please do not do that for the next five minutes, please. Because there's some people live off of their praise off of their enthusiasm and have none of themselves. And yet by living off of that, they think they're in it. 
It should be something spontaneous. I'm sorry. My prophet said automatic. My Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's not a pumped up. It's a worship. It's a glorifying God. It's taking young men like these and using them for the kingdom. It's beyond the workings of man. It is the Holy Ghost himself that is working amongst this church. How dare us get it down to an organization. They just come to church. You're not coming to church. You are coming to worship the living God. Can you say amen? I came to lift up my hands to glorify his name. If you just want to play church, there's a lot of other churches you can go to. But this church is a church of high priests. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is Easter seal. He says, how dare you socialize this? Come to church because it's my society. It's Cloverdale Bible Way. And we've seen the people that have socialized and now their history. Because you can't be the word and socialize. It's not a socialized gospel. It's a word gospel. And only the word holds you. Because it, God spoke to me. I'd really like to know about that. I know a prophet that God spoke to. I, whenever God speaks to me, I even wonder whether it's me or the Lord. How many times have you ever heard me say, God told me, do this, and the next month, God told me. Then the next week, God told What kind of God have you got? Ping pong ball God? God has one objective, one goal, and he never changes his mind about his word. We need to anchor ourselves in thus saith the Lord, saints. That's the only warfare you've got. That's the only weapon you've got in your hand. It's not your thought, not your thinking, it's, but it's thus saith the Lord. Don't speak it if it isn't thus saith the Lord. Because God, you know what God did to the people that said thus saith the Lord, and it was not thus saith the Lord. We've been taught, we've been schooled under the prophet, the word of God. And he says, oh, how dare you try and socialize and put this into an organization. You can't do it. We have no right to do that. It's the Holy Spirit hunting on his hearts that will believe this message. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit. You're saying today, he came to me. The Holy Spirit came to you. To bring you to himself, which is this message. I know that's strong for some, but that's okay. I got quotes to back up. Where's your quotes that says different? So when you accept it in its fullness, God knows you'll do it. He's the conductor. He's the composer. <laughs> He's watching. Tick, 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 tick. I don't even know what that means. Stand? <laughs> Can you imagine all of you know chalices and all the you know stand? No, that is, for some reason I guess that's loud, soft. Phil, where are you when I need you? Every promise, 
Every promise that's made is your possession. Covenant. We're going to get into the covenant. We haven't got there yet. We're still in the warning. But this is a covenant. Every promise in the book is mine. And when you accept it in its fullness, God knows it. Then he gives you the abstract to that. And every promise that's made is yours. Oh, how wonderful to see God's grace, his Holy Spirit here to do that power. Think of it. When the Holy Ghost itself is here to bear record of the hour. So you're not fooling anybody here, anybody here, because he's here. He knows the very thought and intent of your heart. He knows what it was five minutes ago and what it is ten minutes ahead. The Holy Ghost himself is here to bear record of this hour. Jesus said so. Why? He takes now scripture. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then the God that was with Abraham that made the covenant with Abraham has made a covenant with his seed. How do you think a 75-year-old man can go into battle with five kingdoms, come back with 318 men that he went into battle with, won the battle, took all and plundered all, came back and gave his wares back to the king of Sodom? It has nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with the mighty God that's been around you. Amen. These signs, these signs shall follow them that believe. This is an assurance when we see a group of people sitting together and those signs manifesting themselves, that's the assurance that they've got the abstract and it's there to vindicate that it's their property. God is here to vindicate your confession. If you say it's yours, he's here to vindicate it's yours. If you say I'm healed, you're healed. I told Brother Michael, he came up here, Brother Murphy was a witness. He said, Brother Tom, I've got a rash. You prayed last week and the rash on my arm is gone, but it's still on my hand. He said, would you pray for that? I said, I sure will. We'll pray for that. But I said, Michael, you're of an age now. You're of an age now. Pray for yourself. Pray. Put your hands on yourself. I have. I pray for this condition. It's gone. I pray for this condition. It's gone. Keep praying, saints. God answers prayer. Have we been seeing that lately? Have we been seeing it in the church? Yes, you have. You're a result of it. Look at you. I've looked at a few churches over the week. I have everybody sitting here. I said, God, help them. What's happening there? I thought they were having a revival. I heard that they were having a revival. And three amens in the crowd. Oh, I'm going to get into our revival. I, I, we got to here for a long Sunday, right? I got one, two, three, four, five, six... The rest, you may go and have your burnt roast. Go ahead. God answers prayer. The conductor's here. The composer's here. Amen. We, now how can you say this? We are Easter. 
That is now the great composer coming down in this day, standing with a prophet, using his vocal cords, saying, don't look for Easter, you're Easter. I am him which was dead and now alive. Victor, you can say the same thing. I was once dead, but now I'm alive. I sat on my bed. I raised up my hands. God came down. And he'll come down for you this morning to say, I want the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I want the move of God. He thinks of you. Why is God moving? He's thinking of you. Hallelujah. Don't just sit there. Be a participant. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Listen, saints, if you want a dead church, I was in a dead church. I went to this dead church after that dead church. You can have that form. Brother Graham said, how dare you make this that? We cannot make it that. Because she's vibrating. Vibrating. Glory. Not waiting for an amen. There's an amen coming out of you. Where is the amen? So the amen is only saying amen. The God in you is only confirming the God of the word. And the people that can't, I feel sorry for. Watchmen. What are the nights? Oh, I feel like I'm a watchman. I like to stand in this pulpit. Say, watchman, what are the night? The morning cometh. The enemy's here. Gird up your loins. Fight the good fight of faith. We've already defeated him. We've read the end of the book. We know what the Bible says. You are not defeated. He is defeated. The burden of Duma. Isaiah 21 11 says, He calleth me out of Seir. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of Laodicea? The watchman said, The morning coming. It's the rising of the sun. Amen. It's the Holy Ghost moving over a people. Another wave of His Spirit. Hallelujah. Why? Because the rest of the harvest is going to be just like the one that matured early. Amen. The morning cometh and also the night. Hallelujah. Also the night. At evening time, there shall be light at the evening time. You, the, the, you go in Bible, you gave this message all through the Bible. You throw this message out, your Bible's a letter, dead letter. This message makes your Bible alive. These people say, I got Jesus, I got my Bible. And so does every theologian, every quack that is out there. But I had a man in this generation stand with the angel of the Lord himself. He said, if I've said the truth... God will vindicate it. This is the truth. And he's vindicating it. 
proving his word. You say, I'm the word bride. He's got to prove you. Hallelujah. We're not a little church in Cloverdale. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Watchman, what other night? Brother Tom, your watchman this morning. What of the day? What of the night? Well, let me tell you something. Slow down. There used to be warning systems called smoke signals. Smoke signals. Does anybody, everybody know what a smoke signal is? Yeah, I know you, you read your history book. Right? They'd be on a cliff somewhere, and there'd be a tribe up there, and maybe another party another way else, and danger's coming, and they do a smoke signal. How they read it, I don't know. Two puffs is danger, three puffs is get out of here, I don't know. But that's what they got. So technology moves along, and you got the Pony Express. The guy wore out a horse, jumped on another one. Wore out another one. What? Just to give him a warning. The war is on. South against the north. Then they get telegraphs. Tick, 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 dash, 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 dash. I'm more confused than ever. How do you get a sentence out of dot and a dash? But apparently you do. Fought a war on that. So you've had warning signals. You had your smoke signals. You had your Pony Express signals. You had your telegraph signals. And then you finally got the telephone. So as you can see that technology has moved up. So today in this technological age, we've moved from the smoke, the pony, telegraph, the phone. They've gone into early warning systems. Not just warning early warning systems. They what they call geological hazards systems that tell there's a tsunami coming. Better get ready. So they have time to make ready. Or they have a geological hazard signals that will tell you of a coming earthquake or of a volcano activity, or maybe possible landslides. They've got a, a warning system before it happens. Then you get into the hydrometeorological uh, uh, hazard, where it says, there's atmospheric rivers in the atmosphere. Who has ever heard of that before? Atmospheric river. Well, we've experienced it. So it must be true. Sumas, just the boat got buried. So we used to call it the Pineapple Express. But that was an unmeteorological term, I guess. So now we call it atmospheric rivers. So we have up there, we have then satellites flying the sky, telling us tomorrow it's going to be sunny, and you wake up and you've got to have an umbrella. And you know it. Half the time, they're wrong. Right. 
They're spending millions, if not billions of dollars to tell you what the weather's not going to be. That's your tax dollars, by the way. Don't you love paying taxes? Hmm? But we've had a prophet, one that got up into a heavenly atmosphere, and he's given us a warning, saints of God. The enemy is coming. Uh-huh. He's coming. Not only is he coming, he's here. But so is my God here. Hallelujah. You could not fight this fight alone. You needed this message. Don't water down the message. Don't weaken the message. We're not an ecumenical message. Did you get that? We're not, we love everybody. We love the word. Stay in the word. Only the word. That is your weapon you've been weaponized with. Warning. Warning. Disasters. How many have disasters? I think one year, how many Florida? Florida had four hurricanes one year. Now you tell me, if you lived there, why? Huh? One hurricane blows a whole town apart. Rebuild. Six months later, another hurricane blows it apart. And they rebuild again. Are you kidding me? I get in a car with a U-Haul and say, bye-bye. But they go the third time. And then finally, the third time, one guy wrote on his business, three strikes. I'm out. You would think people would think that about this message. They followed this and half of them gone into the world. What were you following? If you're following Christ, he can't lose not one of them. These people go and they end up in a world. Two strikes. What are you thinking? Stay with the message. Praise the Lord. We haven't got one strike, two strike, three strike. We got home runs. We got bases loaded. Boom. What did you see on Wednesday night? Boom. What did you see last Sunday? Boom. Glory. No strike. Total home runs. If that's too secular for you, I'll get down to back to what I'm preaching about. But that helps, doesn't it? Andrew, baseball? (laughs) But in 2001, just one year alone, one year alone, financial cost and burden was astronomical from disaster. Just in one year, there was $145 billion worth of damage. One year. From 2010 to 2020, it exceeded $800 billion of damage. That's including your forest fires, your earthquakes, your tidal waves, whatever you want to do of your national disaster. Ten years. That's $80 billion a year. Disasters. From 2000 to 2015, it exceeded $1.16 trillion. A lot of money, Brother Murphy. Wouldn't you mind that in your bank account? We could do a lot. 
oh, if I only had a trillion dollars. No, 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 no. Everybody wants to win the million dollars. I'll give the Lord 10%. Sure you will. <laughs> You'll find they leave the church, actually, because they know they got to tithe. <laughs> That's another subject. So they're busy setting up systems. So it's, it's one thing to have the warning systems, but you have to have the system that communicates the warning. <laughs> so, you know, all the scientists are there and they're in their rooms and they spend their millions of dollars. They look at their monitor. Oh, there's going to be a, t- a tsunami. But if they don't communicate where that tsunami is going, what good is it? So not only is it an indicator of what's going to happen, it has to be communicated that it's going to happen. Come on, stay with me. Because we've had a man stand in this generation. Not only telling you, watchmen, what of the night. He was telling you what was coming. He said there's diseases that they haven't even known coming on this earth. Has it been so? Everything he prophesied, these people, he didn't tell the story, right? That makes me so sick. I don't tell the same story at the same time. I'll tell you one person that does, your pastor. If he tells you a story about that green checkered shirt, it'll be the same that I've known for 47 years. So now once you've got and actually know that there is going, and they've got all this communi- this, these devices that tell you of these disasters that are pending... There has to be then it communicated to the public so there will be less loss of life. Even though there's going to be loss of stuff, they don't really, that doesn't matter to them. It's the loss of life. And if the world is concerned with the loss of life of a natural man, what do you think ministers in the body of Christ Think about the loss of a life of a brother and sister here in the assembly. I hope you can follow along in that train of thought. They got monitors. They got sensors. They got boys in the ocean. They got satellites in the atmosphere. They got sirens that sound. But it has to be communicated to the people because they see a value of life that supersedes the value of stuff. How do you think God views you? They've got early warning systems, billions of dollars of communication, and still there's a loss of life. But once you get into Christ... That is your safety zone. And he won't lose one. Did God send a warning system in the days of Noah? Noah. Word. Was there a warning system in the days of Elijah? Prophet. Word. Was there a warning in the days of Jeremiah? Telling about the... Pending judgment of Babylon. Is that true? That was the warning system. The word was their warning system. Who paid attention to it? But of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God had said, he gave them the word. 
You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. God gave them the word. But you step over one word. Now, I know, I know people get sensitive on this matter, but I, I'm, I, can I say dogmatic? Um, fervent? Somewhere in that line of thought, I am very fervent for this message. And if somebody tries to add something to this message that's not in there, I get very, I get almost offended. Because they should know better after so many years of doing things right, not wrong. Because God can never bless wrong, only right. So God told them, don't eat of the fruit. And Brother Rev said, one word. Not a sentence, not a dictionary. One word, one word. How close? See the very elect, if it were possible, they can live clean, they can live holy, they can live all that, but still not in it. Brother Bram said, why I'm against organized religion? He said, she was warned. She was warned. Eve just doubted one little word. Not all God said, just one little word. It caused every heartache. Now you think about it. So how many thought we're coming into the end of 6,000 years? Every heartache, one word. But, but, but you know, it's this one word. Cause every heartache, every heartbreak, every death, every sin, every battle. Everything else, every grave, every ambulance that ever screamed, every hospital that was ever built for the sick, one word. He that takes one word or adds one word, what does your Bible say? His name shall be stricken. That's a loss of a soul. So tell me how much does God think of you to send you a messenger to point you back to the word so that you will stay with every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Remember, he goes on to say, that your soul is worth 10,000 worlds. What a warning system. And you let the devil push that around anyway. That's right. But you got a soul worth 10,000 worlds. You'll take care of, he calls it, your your body's only worth 84 cents. And let 10,000 worlds go any which way. Any gobbledygook you want to swallow to your soul. God has communicated the warning to God's people. And he has given the word through his prophets. Is everybody okay? So 1 Corinthians 10 and 11 says this. Now all these things happen unto them for our examples. So Noah was a warning. And Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the revealing of the Son of Man. Or the coming of the Son of Man. So as judgment was going to come, Noah was a warning. 120 years. Can you imagine? And how long have you been around? Oh, it's such a long time. Where's the promise of his coming? I am in it. I don't know about you, but I'm in it. I'm not only in this coming, I'm in his rapture. 
and it's a secret going. Oh my goodness. All these things, all these things were for your example, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. The Amplified says, now these things happen to them as an example and a warning to us. They are written for our instruction and we are admonished to equip ourselves for we have come to the end of the ages. All my confidence is in him. David said, all my security is in him. Bible. In the secret of his tabernacle, scripture, into which mine enemies cannot come. They can't come. For we're in the secret of his tabernacle, he hides me. Hebrews 10 and verse 16 said, This covenant, and we talked about Abraham having a covenant. And how that white light went through that sacrifice. And we know what a covenant is when two men make an agreement. Today we go to the lawyers and we make a covenant. We make a promise. We put our signatures. Brother Bram talked about how then in the olden days they took a a sheep. They ripped that sheep in half. And the one half here, one half there. And they both stood in it. And and the covenant was if we break what our promise is to one another. We'll be like that sheep we just torn apart. That's the way they did it. Japanese, Brother Bram talked about they throwed salt or what, whatever. Everybody has a different way of having that covenant. But when once God makes a covenant with you, for he thinketh of you. Once he makes a covenant, you might break it. But let me tell you something. God never breaks his covenant. Wait, so I didn't break my covenant. Okay, we're going to have quotes for you on that one. Yeah, if God wanted to pull you on the carpet, you'd be just like that dead animal. This is the covenant that I'll make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their heart and in their minds will I write them. Their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. So under this everlasting covenant... There is total redemption. Your sins I remember no more. So he said the light that went through that sacrifice is the same light. Come on. The same light that's on this platform. Don't make light of it, saints. The God that made the covenant to Abraham has made that covenant to you. Hallelujah. It's an unconditional covenant. And in this unconditional covenant, it envelops the full plan of redemption. Because you can't have a covenant, as, as Paul writes in Hebrew, Hebrews 10 and 16. This is the covenant that I make with you. And after those days, I will put the law in their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And there, it's a continuation. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no longer. What a covenant. 
Who would not want the blood? Who would not want the blood of Jesus? The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from every sin. Because it's a blood covenant. It's an everlasting covenant. And it's not man that made that covenant. It's not Cloverdale Bible Way that made the covenant. It's God himself came in this generation to come through that sacrifice. God's unconditional covenant envelops redemption. For this covenant, this new covenant that was now given to us, dealing with redemption is bringing us through the blood justified as though you never did it. It's not you keeping the covenant. It's God keeping his covenant to you. Now, we know then that a covenant is an agreement between two parties, and that binds them together. After the pieces of sacrificial animal, they're laid opposite to one another, and the individuals, as I was saying, stand between them and walks between the flesh. This walk, I want you to note now in Hebrew, to walk in this covenant is called to walk into death. I thought that was beautiful. To walk in this covenant with God is to walk into death. The old man's dead. The old sin forgiven. I pass from death unto life. I'm in this new everlasting covenant. I hope I got time to get into that. This walk is represented and it's called a walk into death. That's why you got to die to yourself. It's a death to Tom Ray. It's a death to Richard Drake. It's a death to Orrin Hildebrand. It's a death to each and every one of us. But there's a lot of people who don't want to die. They don't want to die to themselves. They got a right. We got a right. You'll have a right, all right? You have a right to stay behind when we go home. That's your right. But you also, God has given you a right to be a part of this covenant. So then in the English word covenant, it is formed from two other meanings, meaning coming together, describing a mutual undertaking between two parties who severally make themselves responsible for the discharge of certain obligations. Now that is secular. Let's go scriptural. Want to go scriptural? Let's go scriptural. That's an agreement. If you make an agreement, purchase a house, you got to make you pay 10,000 down, you're going to pay the rest a million billion dollars later. But in the Greek, the athiki. Oh, Tom, how did you say that so right? I listened to it a number of times. Google. How do you say covenant? In the Greek, diatiki. The Greek word for covenant, brother Roy, is diatiki. From which translated means, 
it does not in itself contain the idea of joint obligation. It means rather it's only an obligation taken to one alone. Because you're going to break it. I'm going to break it. But when God says he gives a covenant, he'll stand alone. And heavens and earth will pass away. But my word will not pass away. Hallelujah, Roy. He made this covenant to you. Got it. Even though there is, and, and, and we're taught through Laodicea, we've made so many covenants. I buy a car, you make a covenant. I buy a house, I make a covenant. I buy something, you make a covenant that you'll fulfill your obligation. But God knowing that man fails every time, God has a word in covenant that said it's not you and him, it's in me alone. Oh, don't you want to worship? Even though you mean, Josh, everything right, everything's going to be fine. You want to do the best you can do. But at best, you fail. But he doesn't see you through your failings. He sees you through the blood of the covenant. Sinless. Forgotten. Forgiven. Forever. Remember that service? Amen. Hallelujah. So when the sun went down, watch what the Brother Bram said. God was telling Abraham, I'm going to show you. So he was warning us. He was showing you. I'm, 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 pre- I'm going to pre-warn you. I'm going to let you know this. I'm going, God telling Abraham, Brother Bram said, I'm going to show you, Abraham, that you and your seed haven't got one thing to do with this. I might have this covenant here, but you've got no, no saying in this matter. Because Abraham, you're going to lie. Uh-huh. Moses, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Come on, stick with me. They throw out the scripture. David fall, David fell. But you take that hall of faith. God put them there. Because as Brother Biscoe said years ago, once the cross came, come on, once the new covenant came, every fault, every deed was washed away. And by faith, Samson... You think Delilah, I think Gates. Come on. You see his failings. God does not see his failings, Michael. He sees his victories. He sees the lion. He sees the thousand Philistines. He sees the gate together. Come on. And a blind boy led him to a post. And that post killed us more than all he killed all his life. Brother Brown said the boy led him to Calvary. And it was at Calvary. When you grabbed Calvary, you killed every devil. Come on. Every demon in your life is killed. Hallelujah. Glory. You say, well, his eyes were burned out. Well, his eyes were burned out. What's that got to do with it? Tell me. The mouth? Where was the mouth? Brother Abraham said, Pentecost, mouth's gone, the word moved on. The eyes have come, they moved on. But let me tell you, under this covenant, there's a new crop. Come on, say with me. 
We're not in the eyes. Now we're in the intelligence of God. And now there's a new crop growing, Brother Jeremy. There's a new crop that you're seeing around this room. God is growing another crop. Come on, Samson. Let's destroy the enemy. I can't do this. Of course you can't, but my God can do anything. I'm in covenant. I've got thus saith the Lord. I've got the promise of God, Sister Juniper. Thus saith the word of God. Ask anything in my name, believing you shall have what you ask. It's not, it's not God failing. It's, our, it's us. But don't look at yourself. Look at God and say, God, you're bigger than my problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> so when the son, Abraham, you and your seed after you've got not one thing to do with this. I'm doing this myself by election. Hallelujah. Don't get afraid of that word either. Your prophet used it. Hallelujah. Oh my, do you get it? Pentecostal people, they were missing it. They were having bishops on the platform. Can you imagine a Pentecostal group having a bishop on the platform giving a prophet a Bible? How fast were they fallen? How many times was he crying out, once more, Lord, once more? Delilah is on you. Pentecost, Delilah, Revelation 17, Jezebel is on you, Jezebel, their system, their organization, I deny it, let's rise up like he did before, break those bonds, we are free, no Delilah, we've read the book, no Delilah, no Jezebel, we heard the voice, come out of her my people. Hallelujah. He was giving proof and evidence or a proof to Abraham. He's going to do this, Tom. You don't have to worry about it. I'm going to do it. You can't do it, Roy. I'm going to do it. I made my covenant with you. By my stripes, you're healed. That's my covenant. By my word, I deliver the people. We had a sister come up here on last Sunday, was it, Brother Murphy? I can't even remember. She said, I'm not coming here to get prayed for. I'm coming up here to let you know that when the word was preached, I'm healed. Come on, people. Hallelujah. That's the way it's supposed to be. And he sent his word out and healed the people. But we sit like bumps on a log and look at somebody else enjoying it. You start enjoying it. You start worshiping God. You know how long I've been around? I could care less. The longer you're around, the more dangerous it gets. Uh, you get a big target on your back. Yep. How do you know? Because I'm getting up there. But you know what? By the grace of Almighty God, by my prophet's covenant, given to me by Almighty God, the conductor's already conducted the symphony, I am invincible. Amen. A little more, please. <laughs> Turn the volume up a little more. 
Because it's a long quote to quote it. But we are invincible. An invincible army. He's giving us evidence and proof to Abraham how he's going to do this. See? Listen. If you want to be healed, ask for it. Do you want to be delivered? Ask for it. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, God will answer it. How many prayers have gone? I'm saying, oh, Brother Tom, I prayed for my mama. I prayed for my daddy. So have I. And I believe I'm going to see them all there. Why would I call the prophet a liar? I can't do that. I can't. I can't, I can't even tell Jesus he's a liar. He can't. There's no lie found in him. He said, ask anything, you shall have it. He said, if you believe for them, they will be there. That's a covenant promise. And when he spoke it, it was in the token where he was elaborating on this everlasting covenant. Listen, Abraham, I'm going to show you how much involved you are in this. I'll put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that shows you how much you got to do with it, doesn't it? Even on Mount Transfiguration, Peter was asleep. If you want to read it in the book of Luke. I said, can you believe it? Elijah, Moses, and Jesus being transformed. And your Bible says, and Peter slept. And then when he awoke, he said, this is a good place to be. Shall we build three tabernacles? <laughs> Peter settled down. We have nothing to do with this. Abraham, I'm sh I am shutting you out of the picture. I am putting you asleep. Then before Abraham came, a black, thickne uh, black thickness, every sinner deserves to go to hell and to blackness and darkness. Then after that, a smoke and furnace, every sinner deserving. But Abraham, that's what you deserve. But I'm looking beyond that. I'm looking at the white light. That little white light went right between those sacrifices. And Abraham, you've got nothing to show for it. I will raise you up. Amen. Amen. God came between you and your sacrifice. Hallelujah. He made man a covenant. Man, Brother Bram said, breaks it. Breaks his covenant. Man has always tried to find a way to save himself, but he can't do it. It comes from a strain within him. But at Calvary, are you ready for this? At Calvary, God wrote his covenant at Calvary. Through the blood of his son, he wrote the covenant. My. At Calvary, God came down, took the body of his own son in which he lived, and he ripped it apart at Calvary, bleeding, wounded, cut, spear run through, ripped him apart. His blood gushed out. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He bowed down his head, and the earth shook, and the lightning flashed, and the thunder roared. But God, rich in mercy, was writing his everlasting covenant to the elect seed of God. Hallelujah. And no devil, 
No imp. No unbelief. Sister Precious. Nothing is going to break that covenant that he made with you at Calvary. Years I spent in vanity and pride, not, in, not knowing my Lord was crucified. He will never break his covenant he's made with you because he wrote his covenant at Calvary. At Calvary. God's blood-bound promise was made to make us free from sin <laughs> and self. Who's your biggest enemy? Self. So the everlasting covenant looses you free from all sin and Tom. So when you say, oh, I got a problem with Tom. No, 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 no. No, you don't. You have a problem with yourself. Your problem is yourself. Leave Tom alone. Tom has problems enough. Who's your biggest enemy, Abraham? Myself. So this everlasting covenant came down. He wrote it in blood at Calvary to set you free from sin and self. Oh, don't you love him this morning? Don't you love him? Oh, how I love him. Oh, brother, the only way in the world that covenant will ever be kept or be kept is when you and I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I, I, I want this covenant, Brother Tom. Then get saved. Get filled with God. Get born again. Get filled with Jesus. Hmm. I guess the born again message is too simple now. No, sir. It's the foundation stone. It'd take a revelation for you to be born again. It won't take you just sitting there absorbing what you hear hour, hour and a half, two hours on a Wednesday or a, a Sunday. It takes a born again experience and it takes God drawing you. Spirit of God move. He did on the days of Gideon. Spirit of God move. And he moved on Samson. Spirit of God moved. And he moved on Moses. Spirit of God moved. And he moved on Murphy Wong. Spirit of God moved. Write your word in my heart. Fill my whole being. Consume my life. Musicians, please come. Spirit of God move. Let it move in your life, saints. Let it move in your life. You're under an everlasting covenant with God. It's not you and God made the agreement. It's God himself that made the agreement to you. And he's never broke one agreement. Why don't you reach back, brothers? Feel your seven locks. Because God made a covenant to Samson. And he said, well, look what Samson did. God never forgot his covenant. It was a Nazarite vow. You might go through a dry spell. You might go out for a while. I don't care what you got. If you're an elected seed gene of God, that hair is starting to grow. 
And why don't you reach back now and feel that seventh seal covenant of God in your life? I've got the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, oh, that's just too simple. Well, I'll tell you what, saints of God, you're going to face your thousand Philistines tomorrow, maybe 200,000, thousand of them. But it'll take the covenant of God to keep you. And he has kept you. And he will keep you. And he will continue to keep you under this anointing of the everlasting covenant. And we'll get to another part another day. Spirit of God, move. Spirit of God, move. Write your word in my heart. This is the covenant. Fill us with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, Spirit of God, move. I'm empty vessel.
cup of your heart. Say, Spirit of God, fill my soul. Hear the cry of my heart. I'm a victorious covenant son of the living God. I'm not going to let the devil beat me down. I'm going to let that word have an effect upon my heart and upon my life. Maybe you just want to surrender to him. Wayward young lady, wayward young man, maybe you just want to say, fill my soul. Don't look around, people. Pray, pray, pray. Say, Lord, seal, seal our young people. Deal with their souls. They see how the parents, they see how the elders are enjoying it. We want them to enjoy the presence of God. Lord, I lift my hands. Lord, I lift Right. by faith you got to make that choice I trust this morning that you can say oh fire of God burn on in my soul let that covenant fire let that same white light that met with Abraham meet with his seed this morning there are two roads there are two roads which one you're gonna take
going to fail you every time. But there's one by faith. Hallelujah. Take the word of God. That's your defense. This is where it's at, saints. It's what you Now, just before we sing this, because I didn't really get time to get into Samson, but remember, he is from the tribe of Dan. Everybody know that? He was from the tribe of Dan. You know what the symbol for Dan was? Eagle. Eagle. <laughs> Under this eagle anointing, set your wings. Speak the word of God. Wait and see. It might take some time, but you watch that word of God manifest. Materialize around you. Have you seen it? I could not have children. God gave me boys. It materializes because you believe. Under this eagle banner, under the tribe of Dan, through the blood of Calvary, God never saw his failures. He only saw his victories. By faith, Samson. By faith, Barak. Really, Barak? Who, who had... You know, surrendered to a woman's leadership. But through the cross, the blood, he did not see Barak's problems, David's problems, Sansom's problems, Moses' problems. He doesn't see your problems. Set your wings.
Everybody, please bow your heads, please. Holy Spirit, deal with souls this morning. Deal with souls. Under privileges we heard on Wednesday night, we don't want to live there. But as Brother John was mentioning, there's we're a covenant people. I said, Oh my goodness, please, Brother John, don't don't cover, don't go there, don't go there. But we are a covenant people wasn't that I didn't want him to preach on it, it was because that was my notes but maybe there's somebody here who wants to make covenant with God saying Lord I open up my heart to you write your word upon the fleshly tablets of my heart Lord consume my life Lord consume the sacrifice oh God I'll fail you I'll fall but you won't Lord you'll reach down your hand for me maybe there's just one two three four Lord, take my hand. God bless you. Heavenly Father, at the close of this little service, maybe broken up as it was, but Lord, I pray, God, that the word of God will strike the hearts of your children. Yes, you thinketh on me. You made an everlasting covenant. with my soul and so Lord hands raised I don't know why you do I pray you'll break every hold of the enemy this morning that has troubled the church of the living God Lord that you'll lose the people that are free by the blood of Jesus Christ where a covenant was written by blood I pray there will be victory upon victory in the lives of every son and daughter of God that's represented here this morning. We have not brought this to a social gospel, but we are believing a word gospel. Might sound strong to some, Lord, but we've been birthed under a strong word. And we'll pip ourselves out of the egg and we'll breathe that breath of heavenly air and we want to soar in heavenly places. I pray, Father God, that you will bless each and every one that needs the strength of the presence of God. Go before each and every one of us now. Mothers, fathers, young people alike, older ones. Father, would you send the fire of God and consume us? I feel a kindling, Lord, going on within my heart. Never even got to it this morning. Brother Bram said there should be a fire burning in the souls of the redeemed of God. I say, burn on, Lord, burn on. Till all my dross is burned away. So, Father, I pray that the presence of the Lord Jesus wouldn't be a little boy leading us, but it would be the Lord Jesus himself leading us. Dawnward Christian soldier. We'll march to war. We're in the battle, but the battle's already been won. 
Go with us now, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And they all said, Amen. Oh, my. There has been sort of one song I've been really, really wanting to sing for a while. Maybe not appropriate at some times, maybe this morning. But there's that one where it talks about Gleaming, even streaming. What's that? How's that go, dear? You know, the fight is on, oh Christian brother. <laughs> I'm ready to fight. <laughs> you better get the words up. There we go. The fight is on. on go win your battle and if God gives us tomorrow we'll see you Lord willing tomorrow night at the prayer meeting if not we'll see you Wednesday God bless you all thank you for your prayers and your patience you're dismissed God bless you